Welcome to another edition of the Money Mitch Effect. I'm your host, Mitch Michaels. And thanks for joining me on this sports podcast. Big show today as I talk to Kayla Canaro of Fansided. She's a host there based out of Chicago, also video content producer. She's got an interesting story that we're going to get into. She grew up in Republic, Missouri, went to Mizzou, had a stop in LA. We talk about all of that as well as her getting her break in the business. An interesting story about how that actually happened working for Fox Sports Midwest, and ultimately landing at Fanside. We'll talk about her thoughts about the business, her thoughts about covering St. Louis sports, her connection to the city, what it was like when the Rams left. It's an interesting conversation that you're not going to want to miss. It's Kayla Canero on the Money Mitch Effect. Let's start the show. Now joining us on the Money Mitch Effect, special guest for this episode. She's the host on Fansided, a digital host, video content producer, does some writing for them as well. By way of Missouri, now living in Chicago, Kayla Canarum. Kayla, thanks for joining the show. Hey, Mitch. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. I really wanted to uh, set up this chat with you, and I'm glad you are able to take some time to discuss some things uh, anytime. I get to chat with somebody from Missouri. I like to, to take that opportunity, but also Kayla, someone relatively young in the sports industry, but you've kind of do, you dove right into a lot of different things. And I have to ask you first and foremost about growing up in the town of Republic, Missouri. I and I vaguely know of it, and I consider myself well versed in a lot of cities in Missouri. But how does someone from there get the itch to want to pursue a career in sports? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for um, considering me young. I feel actually like I'm getting too old and <laughs> in this industry because everyone is so young and up and coming, but that was nice of you to mention that. So, yeah, I, I grew up in a very small town outside of Springfield, Missouri. I think I had, like, 240 kids in my class, which is kind of big for a small town, I guess. But um, I was just raised in sports. I actually did dance my whole life. I was trained in classical ballet, but I had a diehard sports fan father, a diehard sports fan brother. I played sports growing up. I played like t-ball and coaches pitch, a little softball, recreational basketball. But then, like I said, I turned my focus to dance. But my father had sports on 24-7. And that's honestly how I got roped into sports, loved sports. I remember being young on the playground with my guy friends and being like, well, did you guys know that the Chiefs are first in the AFC West? And they were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I grew up with a diehard Chiefs fan father. He's from KC, and then my mom's from St. Louis, so we're constantly going back and forth between Chiefs, Royals, Cardinals, Blues, Rams. TV was always on sports. Brother was always at games. I was at his games. Um, I even remember leaving church early on Sundays during the football season, <laughs> so we wouldn't miss a Chiefs kickoff because that's how crazy my dad was about it. We would go to games, and it, it just uh, it unified our family. Like, that's when we would sit down around the TV and, and watch sports together, and I just I grew up loving it. And uh, I don't know if at that point I thought I'd work in sports, but being raised with it, it definitely led to that. So, and you mentioned how passionate your, your family was, especially your dad being a huge influence, Kale, on your sports uh, interests. Did you notice in those circles growing up, and I'm speaking from personal experience too, that you were a little different? Like, not everyone that you were hanging out with and grew up with liked sports as much as you? No, absolutely. Like, even girlfriends, I'd be like, oh my gosh, my favorite player is uh, Priest Holmes. And they're like, 
Who? What? (laughs) 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 But no, I, you do, and you kind of uh, gravitate towards other people who do have an interest in sports and, and your favorite teams. I mean, I've noticed that especially now where we cover all sports and all teams, I'm still bad about gravitating to my favorite teams and my favorite players and being a little bit biased. So I'm trying to have a more open mind when it comes to that. But yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we are a rare breed and we are passionate, competitive people. And that's, that's exactly how my family is. So it makes sense. Yeah, it certainly does. And I kind of want to segue to your college endeavors. You went to the University of Missouri. And I, and MIT. I'm, and I, yeah, and I'm very familiar with it. I'll finish it with you, ZOU. But I will, I will <laughs> say this, though. I don't know if you meant on studying sports at an, early, at an early age. We're going into sports. But I have to ask, because it's such a good school for sports broadcasting, was that some of uh, what made you go to that school? It is closer to home. What led you, you think, ultimately to go to Mizzou? Well, Mitch, um, funny you ask. I, like I said, I did dance my whole life. I did ballet for 15 years. And I've always been more of like an artsy, creative type. And I knew I wanted to dance at the next level in college. So I applied to Mizzou, I applied to Missouri State, applied to OU, got into all of them. And then I also auditioned for NYU's Tisch School of the Arts to go the classical route. And my parents were just kind of like, we know you, we know your personality, we know how much you love like being social and going to games. We just don't know if NYU's going to be a college experience that you're really going to enjoy. And I was like, well, I love dance. I just want to dance. So had the audition for Tish. Then uh, once I got accepted to OU, they had already had their dance team tryouts and their ballet program tryouts. So Mizzou, I mean, I knew some people going to Mizzou, not a lot of people from my hometown kind of branched out of the Springfield area. I think I was like one of six that ended up going to Mizzou. But anyway, Golden Girl tryouts were the week before Sugar Bear tryouts, which is the Missouri State dance team. So I was like, okay, well, I'll give it a shot. Went to the clinics leading up to tryouts tried out for Golden Girls, and made the team. So, honestly, that's what kind of okay. decided where I went. So I had to tell the Sugar Bear people at Missouri State I wasn't trying out. I decided to go to Mizzou, and it was the best thing that could have happened to me. I had the most incredible experience at Mizzou, best four years. But, yes, at that point, sports was kind of on my radar a little bit, but kind of not. I also grew up loving the entertainment industry, and I... I had always wanted to be an actress. So my parents were just like, get a degree, then move to LA, do whatever you want, but get a degree. So I was like, well, if I'm going to get a degree, I'm going to dance. And I got to do that. And I'm very thankful that it all worked out. That's, that is very smart advice on your parents' behalf. And (laughs) I think, I think uh, aside from learning all the names of the different dance troops now, of all the schools you applied to, (laughs) I think what's fascinating the most about that story is you ended up at Mizzou, which had a little bit of kind of everything. It had the entertainment side. It had, a big-time school a sports team that you, know, you could go to games and be social. And and I want to also touch on this, too, Kayla. You went to Mizzou at a time where we know they're kind of struggling now, and that's an understatement. <laughs> but they were not just football, but in basketball, too. Your years there, they were pretty good in both. So you got to see some big-time football games, especially being a member of that dance team. It was incredible. Like, I can't even describe it. I came in... Fall of 2006, by 2007, we were number one in the nation for football. It was the Chase Daniel era. We beat KU at Arrowhead at the um, Board of War. We went down to San Antonio for the Big 12 championship. We lost to OU, but that's beside the point. 
I attended the Brute Sun Bowl in El Paso, Texas freshman year. We went to the Cotton Bowl my sophomore year, Texas Bowl. But yeah, I mean, it was, and I had a front row seat to all of it, just being on the sidelines, getting to do what I loved. And honestly, being on the sidelines, you are so into the game. Like, our coach is one of the most diehard, passionate fans there is. And so we kind of, like, it was great that she was our coach. And she's still there, Shannon Fry, love her to death. But, I mean, being on the sideline, you see everything, you know the players, you know the plays, you remember stuff. It was just, it was honestly the coolest experience. I, I don't even know how to describe it. I feel very, very lucky that I was able to be there during that time when we were, like you said, pretty good at football and basketball. I'm hoping we'll get back there soon. But it was also the days of the Big 12, and we got to go on some incredible road trips to OU, to Oklahoma State, to K-State, to, I went on some road trips with my friends down to the game in Austin at Texas. I went to a Nebraska game. I loved, I loved the Big 12 at that time. So just yeah. traveling to those games, traveling to bowl games, getting national attention was like nothing I ever expected. It was, it was pretty phenomenal. Yeah, I know there's kids out there that are probably listening, thinking Mizzou and Kansas was a number one, number two matchup in football. <laughs> Isn't but that it re- crazy to but think it, about now? Oh my but God. it really was. It was a big deal then, and uh, it did have a lot to do with the uh, top of the college football pecking order. But, Kayla, I want you to put your analyst hat on for a second. What's it going to okay. take to get Mizzou back to being competitive? It, it was as bad of, of uh, football and combined basketball season this year. What do you think? your alma mater needs to do to get back in the right direction? Well, first of all, I'm obviously very excited about the direction Mizzou basketball is going with Quanzo Martin um, leading mm-hmm. the team, and now Michael Porter Jr., that is going to be huge. I'm hoping we get some good recruits uh, with him going there now. First football, like, I love Barry. I loved Gary Pinkle. Like, loved, loved, loved him. And we just had so many great players. Like, I'm trying to think of the time I was there. It was, like, Chase Daniel, Chase Kaufman, Martin Rucker, Tony Temple, Carrie, too, right? I mean, the list, of, like, we were just stacked. And being removed from it now, I'm not as familiar with, like, each and every player. But, yeah, I don't, I, gosh, I don't know what it's going to take. Um, being in the SEC now, I think, changes things now that we're competing with these, like, powerhouses. And when it comes to recruiting, I think that's hurt a little bit. But we'll get there. I mean, we were in the, we made it to the what? The uh, SEC championship game, our second and third year. Mm-hmm. So, I think we'll get back. We just it's it's a rebuilding phase and I'm not worried. I'm not worried in my tigers. I have faith. <laughs> no, I think the recruiting should pick up here. Uh we should see that and the last couple of years, I mean when they were great these the most recent stretch it was those defensive end, those edge rushers. You get a couple of those recruits back, it'll be fine. I think it was a transition after Pinkle retired, so we'll see what the next direction goes for Mizzou. Only only place to go from here is up, but we'll see. But I think basketball you're right. They should be good as I continue chatting with Kayla Canaram on the Money Mitch Effect. And Kayla, let's get back to your career for a second. Now, you right out of college, you graduated Mizzou with your degree. You were a member of the dance team. But that was the point in your life where you decided you wanted to go out to California, to Los Angeles. What prompted that, and what were you ultimately trying to get out of that experience? Yeah, well, being at Mizzou, I mean, obviously, like you said before, we're the number one Chase school in the country, so it's kind of right there at your fingertips. But at the time, I wasn't in that frame of mind. That was kind of on the back burner. Like, I always thought that, like, oh, yeah, sports broadcasting, you know, that'd be really fun, like kind of what Erin Andrews does when she was doing game day at the time. But between Golden Girls, and I also was involved in um, a sorority, 
day school just required a lot of time outside of classes that I didn't have, um, being involved in other organizations. So I did communications, which I thought was the next best thing. And I knew I wanted to do the acting thing. So literally graduated in May and then moved out to L.A. two months later. I lived on a friend's couch in Venice for two months. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the very so. L.A. thing to do. Uh, I got my first job hosting at the P.F. Chang's in Santa Monica, which is how I found my roommate. Moved in with her, lived in Brentwood, worked four part-time jobs, I think. And that's just the life you have to lead. I have a, I got an agent pretty quickly, so that was good. But, I mean, auditions are scarce here and there. Um, and you have to do the part-time job thing if you want to be able to go to auditions and just kind of pick up in the middle of the day if needed. So, yeah, I was just kind of trying to figure it out. I then got a job as a hostess at the Four Seasons Hotel in Beverly Hills. And honestly, that's kind of where everything took a turn. I ended up meeting a producer for ESPN who walked in wearing an OU shirt. And I was just like, oh my gosh, OU, like I went to Mizzou, Big 12. I thought he was an OU fan. He probably thought it was crazy. <laughs> I just didn't see a lot of like Midwest people yeah. out there and I got excited. So they sat down and ate and then on the way back out, I was like, oh, well, you go to a lot of OU games and he goes well I mean we're there sometimes filming and then I asked who he worked for and that's when he told me he worked for ESPN we talked about the homecoming game between OU and MU that game day had I guess that would have been 2010 um, he said he was there and so then it turns out he's the executive producer for all of the Saturday night football games on ABC the primetime games so he was actually in town for the SBs had me come down and stand in for Hannah Storm right read off the teleprompter for the two-hour pre-show, and we just kind of oh. kept in touch ever since that. And he's, he's been a great mentor. We still keep in touch today. Um, I just went to the Wisconsin-Ohio State game this past fall and got to kind of shadow Sam Ponder, and he set it all up. But it, just, it also led to working at the Carrier Classic in San Diego. And from then, it kind of changed my direction. I was like, LA's great. The acting business is great. The entertainment industry is great. It's always been my dream. It's my love, but it is insanely hard. Not that I don't love a challenge, but I just wasn't sure if I wanted to spend years and years and years and years out there working all these part-time jobs for something that may or may not ever happen, which is kind of in the boat that sports is too, but an opportunity arose with Fox Sports Midwest around the same time, and I applied for it our main boss was actually based in LA. So it kind of worked out that I was there, applied for the job. I wasn't even really sure what it was. They had me do a screen test, an interview, and then they called me the next week and they were like, can you move to St. Louis in two weeks to start this job with Fox Sports Midwest as a Fox Sports Midwest girl? And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like that would be going home for me, which I miss my family and friends. And just to break into the sports industry in a smaller market was something that really appealed to me. So took the job moved into St. Louis and left LA behind. <laughs> wow. But I think, I think it's paying off. I hope it is. Yeah, well, it certainly appears like it on the outside. And it's fascinating that, again, it comes down to networking, just happenstance that you oh, got to yeah. meet someone. Oh, yeah. If I had never said anything about a shirt, like yeah. none of this ever would have happened. Wow. And you know what's crazy, too? I mean, you mentioned going back to St. Louis and working for you know Fox Sports Midwest. Kayla, specifically, how did that position arise? Were you scrounging opportunities on, like, job sites, or did you network through that? Because it sounded like it happened pretty fast. How was the timing for that move from getting the position and moving back to St. Louis to take it? Yeah, so I 
I met the producer for ESPN summer 2011. Kind of just started rethinking everything. He actually uh, tried helping me get into the production assistant program in Bristol. I had a few interviews with that. At the same time, my college dance coach randomly reached out to me about a job opportunity she got from Fox. They sent it to the Golden Girl coach and the cheerleader coach at Mizzou, asking if any of the girls might be interested following college. Um, she's like, hey, I just got this email so random from Fox Sports Midwest. Oh, because I, I actually, I think I reached out to her first. And I was like, hey, Shannon, I know Fox is always at Mizzou games. Do you know anyone that works with them? Or can you find out a contact that I can reach out to? And it was literally that same day she gets this email about this job opening. So the way it worked was so weird and just crazy and meant to be. So I immediately emailed my old boss at Fox right away. I was just like, this is my dream. This is what I want to do. Like, I want to get a foot in the door. I want to, you know, start in this market. I'm from Missouri originally. Because the big thing about the Fox shop was they wanted hometown girls. They wanted genuine fans. And being from Missouri, I was a fan of those teams. So that's what led to... The interview, the screen test, I remember they had to like ship out Cardinals and Blues stuff for me to wear in the screen test because I was still living in L.A. So then this all happened. That was summer 2011. Now this is January 2012. Got the job mid-February and moved by the end of February. So it all happened really fast. But yeah, it was, it was just all about reaching out, contacting the dance coach who randomly got this email the same day. The pieces fell into place, I guess. Wow, yeah. <laughs> all I can about it yeah no that's that sure seems to be how it happened and you know it goes from you know in one moment one month you're you're working in LA you know starting out working at a hotel then meeting people networking getting that experience then you're working for Fox Sports Midwest that's a lot to process in a short amount of time what Kayla adjustments did you have to make when you had that first step in the door when you had your first real opportunity to work and make a living in the sports industry to be perfectly honest, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't do broadcast at Mizzou, which I I can't beat myself up over that, but a lot of times I feel like it does hold me back when people see I went to Mizzou but didn't do broadcast but want to do broadcast, and that's just something that I have to get out of my head because if you have the talent, if you have the personality, that doesn't matter. A piece of paper with what you went to school for shouldn't matter. But no, I, I had done acting, so I felt like I was okay in front of a camera, but if any work you do in front of a camera, you know that, like, you think you're giving it all, and it looks like you're not. So um, I think the biggest adjustment for me was just getting more comfortable and confident on camera. And the job with Fox was, so I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the Fox Sports girls. They had this position in 11 different Fox regions across the country, I think. And it started out with uh, about two girls per region. Some had three, and then some grew to four eventually before it ended. But... So basically, they wanted us to be the face of the network, which was good for me. It was the perfect way to just, like, kind of get a foot in the door and ease into this business without, you know, doing live sideline reporting or something like that. But, yeah, we, we did commercials for upcoming games for the Cardinals and Blues. They would have us do um, some interviews on the post-game show or pre-game show. A lot of it consisted of social media, which I was already <laughs> well-versed in, so that wasn't an issue uh, since I most of my time on social media anyway but um yeah it was it was an awesome learning experience it was a great first job to have in this business because you know we weren't going to get fired over doing the wrong thing you can make mistakes and still be okay but it was also a great place to learn from the broadcasters around us we knew that wasn't our job as the fox sports girls which 
more and more on-air opportunities, opportunities in front of the camera, which eventually we did learn how to, you know, edit, shoot, and put together our own things before it ended. But yeah, it was just a great place to start out for me, to grow, to get familiar with the business, to get familiar with the people, the terms, the teams, how everything works. It was, yeah, it was just a perfect fit at the time. Well, it's interesting too, Kayla, because you said that while you didn't go to Mizzou to study broadcasting, you had that performer's background, and that had helped you. And I think it's interesting too how much you can take from other areas of of your upbringing, of your background, to apply to to what you're currently doing. But then too, I mean, I think we can both agree on as long as you put the time in, and it definitely seems like you're willing to do that to to do the homework, to prepare, and to learn all these these different tools. That'll help you as well. So. I think at the basis, it sounds like if I'm reading this correctly, it was all about practicing. It was all about studying up on what you had to do and then learning from there. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't trained in this. I, I was trained in ballet. I was performing on a stage for 15 years and then in front of, you know, 70,000 fans in college and then in front of the camera out in LA. So the sports thing was, kind of new but not but yeah just like taking everything i had learned along the way and then throwing it in with that definitely helped and for pro- sure and you probably didn't get as nervous as maybe someone else would have been in your position first time in the industry <laughs> in that chance because you had performed in front of big crowds before it's funny you say that because i still get nervous all okay. the time and i think that's a good thing like i think if you're not getting nervous then it's kind of just not as exciting. I don't know. Or if you're so conditioned to it, I I would rather be dancing in front of <laughs> seventy thousand people to choreography than having to get up in front of a camera and ad lib. And I know that sounds awful for the business I want to be in, but um, I enjoy being put in that position because it does make me feel uncomfortable and it does challenge me and it does get my adrenaline going. But that was the biggest issue for me, I think, is because my whole life I had had choreography. I knew the steps that were coming next. In acting, I knew my lines. Like, I had it written out for me. And this is totally different, where you just kind of have to be on the fly, and you, you're not reading off a script, and you're not memorizing everything. I remember for Fox, we would do interviews out at some golf tournaments or Jeff Fisher's softball game or whatever whatever it was. Um, they would have us out there interviewing the players, and whether it be out on the course or out on the field, and I would just get so nervous. My chest breaks out. You can see it. And <laughs> Because, like, I, I, I would write out my questions beforehand and try to memorize each one. And I've learned that you, you can't do that. Like, yeah. this job at Fansided, which I'm sure we'll talk more about in a little bit, has definitely helped me in that aspect because I'm put in positions where I have to, like, be listening and be engaged in the conversation and not worry about planning everything ahead and just letting it kind of happen naturally and be authentic about it. So that, for me, has been the biggest challenge is, is not memorizing, not having a script, not having a teleprompter, and just going off the cuff, kind of. Right, just kind of developing it organically, and I didn't mean to. Yeah. Over, I didn't mean to overstate nerves. I think definitely nerves are are a good thing. <laughs> no, but you're fine. <laughs> I, think, I think we all. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's not tons of times I'll get nervous, and then times I don't. It just it depends on what it is, I think, and yeah. what environment you're in. For sure, still chatting with Kayla Canero, Money Mitch Effect for fan-sided a lot of uh, other experience that we're going to uh, continue to cover as well and Kayla before we do get to fan-sided I do want to ask you about the city of St. Louis I, I know you've moved around a little bit you're, you're in Chicago now and 
who knows what your career will hold from that point. But St. Louis being the city where you first started in, spent a couple years of your career there, do you feel like you have a connection to that city? Do you feel like that it's you have a special place for St. Louis based on what it meant to you starting out in the business? Oh, 100%. My mom's one of six kids, grew up in St. Louis, went to high school there. She went to college down in Springfield, but she's the only one of the six children that moved away. So all of my aunts and uncles are there. My grandparents live there. My best friends from college live there. So it's always felt like home to me. So being able to move back there and live there for four years and just embrace the city, embrace the teams, embrace the people, I will always be thankful for that. It is such a welcoming town. It's such a passionate town. Everybody knows everybody. You know, it's a very tight-knit group. And I felt welcome 100% of the time. You know, it's this big joke like, oh, where did you go to high school? If you're from St. Louis, it, it can be... It can be known to be kind of clicky, and I just really never got that vibe. I had the best friends. I had a great job. I got to do something I loved. I got to work with sports, teams I grew up watching and loving, and I will always be grateful to the city of St. Louis. They will always be home to me. I'll always have a special place in my heart for them. I go back all the time. We're only four hours away, so <laughs> still have all my family and friends there, and yeah, I, I love being in St. Louis, and I will always love them, and I'm very outspoken about them living here obviously and Cubs country so <laughs> yeah. each and every day I'm always flashing my Louis pride <laughs> yeah I would imagine it's more it's more difficult to be a Cardinals fan in Chicago right about now uh, as opposed to no any time in the last terrible. hundred years <laughs> <laughs> but you know I feel the same way given how you know I spent a good amount of my life in St. Louis and kind of yeah you get my it aspirations there too and especially when we tie this back to sports I don't think people on the outside realize exactly how passionate St. Louis fans are. I, I don't think it's, and I don't know if you would agree with this or not, but it's not captured in full on television, on the radio. Like, without physically being there, you don't understand how passionate that fan base is. No, I completely agree with you on that. I always ask people, I'm like, well, have you been to a game at Bush? Like, talk to me after you've been to a game at Bush. Or have you been to opening day? Like, you get how rich in tradition this team is and how crazy and love these fans are with these this team and these players and this history and they just don't get it and if there's one thing you want to do to make a Cubs fan mad say the St. Louis has the best fans in baseball because they <laughs> hate hearing it and I say it all the time here um well I think everyone in the MLB hates it because they know it's true deep down so uh but it, it absolutely is true St. Louis has passionate fans and if you want to see it firsthand you need to because there's nothing like it you know I, I think they're unique in that regard and to kind of change tones a little bit with the St. Louis sports scene. I know you mentioned your dad being a Chiefs fan. I don't know how connected you were to the Rams franchise beforehand, but did that move hit you hard, especially the current state of the NFL where teams are now relocating, it seems like, every other day? You know, it did. Yeah, like I said before, I grew up a Chiefs fan, going to those games, knowing all the players, just being totally engrossed in them. Uh, but again, my mom was from St. Louis. All my uncles had season tickets to Rams games. So we were honestly like a house divided every Sunday. But being in St. Louis, working for Fox, partnering with the Rams a ton, I got to know the employees and the players and the coaches. And we grew very close with the Rams family. And for them to leave St. Louis the way they did was devastating. I was heartbroken. Even growing up a Chiefs fan, like being there for the four years that I was, it was awful to see them go. And the way it happened and how everything went down, 
it was incredible to see the community pull together like they did and, and work so hard in trying to keep the Rams in St. Louis. I feel like that wasn't projected like it should have been. Um, everyone was like, oh, yeah, the Rams need to go back to L.A., like where they belong. People on the like who weren't from St. Louis or weren't around it or weren't going to games didn't see how the community came together, all they did in trying to keep them there. And that was, that was heartbreaking. It was really, really disappointing to see them go. And living in L.A., I was like, these people don't even care about football. Why would they want to go to L.A.? People out there don't care about football. And I still stand by that. And, yeah, I mean, what's done is done. Now, you know, San Diego knows how we feel. Oakland knows how we feel. And I just I – don't, I don't like taking the teams out of cities like that. I just don't agree with it. But no, no, it's uh, done it's, done. it's heartbreaking. And, uh, you know, I remember being a, a kid and seven, seven years old in Cleveland when the Browns left and how heartbreaking that is. And I think it's, you know, that you're right. They didn't really shine the light on the positives of the fan base coming together. And I'll, I'll stand by this. You're, you're dead on, by the way, on how the city of Los Angeles feels about professional football teams. Uh, it's just <laughs> like, whatever. It's, you know, it's, there's about 10 different things to do. Maybe we'll catch the football game. But I think what's true about another thing you said, too, is that it's hard for fans to get invested into football when the product is not good. And I think, sadly, what you saw the Rams front office do was just kind of alienate their fan base in that regard. They, they did not make a, uh, an effort to put the best possible team on the field. I thought they were getting ready for that move long before the move actually took place. And I did think that was sad to the people in St. Louis that really did like that team because you and I both know that there are a lot of football fans and there still are in that city. Oh, 100%. I mean, and like you said, this was in the works way before we even knew about it. Like Kroenke and he knew what he was doing. Just like little things I've heard since then, moves that have been made, things that happened, like they never once thought they were staying. And that I think was really unfair to the fans who, who love this team and supported, honestly, a pretty terrible team still um we wanted great football and didn't get it and but we still showed up and that's the thing and now they're in LA and still not great but yeah, yeah. well and, and also <laughs> that's too, neither here nor there yeah and also too Kayla I mean I'd have to imagine that's one of the hardest things that you had to cover that you had to had to deal with is the fans from St. Louis that were losing their football team that had to be pretty challenging yeah I think I was trying to stay the most optimistic out of everyone. I mean, even our bosses, like, and even people at Fox were like, we all know the Rams are leaving, so we're not going to bother with this, this, and this. And I was like, no, they're going to stay. I think they really are. Like, I'm really, I'm really hoping they will. I, good vibes, good vibes. But it was hard. It was hard to, you know, still go to events and still partner up with them on stuff. And knowing they're leaving, it's kind of like, well, don't let the door hit you. But um, it's definitely hard feeling them slip away, and then when they finally did break off, oh, it was awful. But, um, yeah, I wish all the best for St. Louis because these fans are great. They stood by them. And now I know they were just trying to get an MLS team. That didn't work out, and that breaks my heart, too, because yeah. that would have been perfect in St. Louis. Yeah, and that's one where, I mean, I don't know enough about, you know, the politics of the issues that resident Missouri voters have to deal with, but it not passing to get financing for the stadium really surprised me, especially when you read about what, you know, the, the shenanigans going on in Las Vegas for the financing of that stadium. The MLS to St. Louis just made perfect sense, but you never know when this thing comes to a vote. Um, it's unfortunate. I do want to switch topics now. Kayla Canera, Money Mitch Effect. 
Uh, you got the job at Fansided, and I want to know the process how that happened. You have a job at Fox Sports Midwest. You're doing well. You're trying to, you know, still looking at opportunities to move up. How does this position at Fansided come on your radar, and what ultimately led to you pulling the trigger to make that move to Chicago and to go work for them? Yeah, so um, let's see here. Fox ended the Fox Sports Girls program, it was April 2015, right as baseball season's kicking off. It was just a call from corporate that they were going to cut it. We had three, four great years doing it, um, and it was just time for them to move on, time for us to move on. So I immediately started job searching, putting out feelers, hitting up all my contacts, and I did that for an entire year <laughs> because I was just very steadfast, and I didn't want to do anything else. I was like, this is what I want to do, and I'm not going to take anything else until that happens. Like, I thought about doing some kind of medical sales or, I don't know, it was, it was like, there's nothing else I want to do. So I took part-time jobs, I nannied, I worked at Lululemon, and I job searched every day. And it's the hardest hustle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyone in this business, I'm sure, knows. It, it takes a lot to just get up every day and job search and send out your resume and follow up with people and send out more emails and try to get connections. It's exhausting. It is like they say, a full-time job while you're trying to work a full-time job. So right after Fox ended, my dad is actually the one, and again, it's all about connections who you know. He reached out to me. He was like, well, Kayla, you know, Zach Beth, who's from a small town next to mine, started this company called Fansided, and they just got acquired by Time Inc. He's like, you might want to reach out to him. I was like, oh, okay, good point. Hmm. So I reached out to Zach that summer. And he was like, well, what are you wanting to do? And I said, well, this is what I've been doing at Fox. I love the hosting role. I love doing on-air stuff, like kind of like a digital host role. And he goes, well, you know, right now we don't have video. We just got acquired. We're, you know, we're, we're up and coming. So just bear with me, but be patient. And we're hoping to get video at some point. So I was like, okay, great. Um, and I think we touched base maybe later that December. And then last spring, he came back to me and he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, well, I'm still in St. Louis job searching. And he said, okay, well, our Chicago office is moving from, you know, a storefront to an actual space with a studio and we want to get this video thing rolling. He goes, would you be interested in being our female host and moving to Chicago? <laughs> like, this doesn't happen where they just like <laughs> have this job for you. Here it is on a silver platter. We're not posting it. No one else is up against you. Do you want to take it? And I was just like, well, that would be really stupid for me to say no. Like, I want this no. job. Uh, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And so I was like, yes, I'll take it. And started with fan-sided, moved up to Chicago end of last May. So I'm almost here a year. And yeah, we just, it's been a learning experience, um, but it's been awesome experience. Like I wouldn't have gotten this anywhere else just where I'm able to, you know, immediately it was like learning how to edit. I write all of my scripts. I've written everything that I do on air, producing, shooting, learning cameras, lighting, like all of the, the stuff I probably would have learned in college I'm getting now, which I'm so thankful for. Not to mention, it's just been great getting comfortable on camera, more confident on camera, where, you know, we're not necessarily live unless we're doing like a Facebook live where, you know, you're able to mess up, you're able to do takes, you're able to edit, and you're able to just get as many reps as possible, which is what I've needed. I've been told by everybody, like, you need as many reps as you can get. And it's been awesome because I get to cover sports and entertainment. We're a a website with over 300 websites within it that covers 
everything sports, everything entertainment. Each team has a website within FanSided. Each, you know, Netflix has a website. Hulu has a website. Last Night On has a website. So it's just, it's 300 websites of all of my favorite things. We are pretty broad, but we cover it all. And it's given me an opportunity to, to talk sports one day and then talk entertainment the next. So it's been an awesome, awesome experience. And I'm, I'm again, very thankful that it fell into my lap like I did and that it brought me to Chicago. And, you know, we are affiliated with Time Inc., so we report directly to Sports Illustrated. Um, but they also own, like, People Magazine, Entertainment Weekly. So it's all one big hub. And it's been a lot of fun to get to work with these people. Well, it sounds like grinding it out and, and, you know, just constantly putting the pressure on, trying to search for jobs paid off for you because I can't think of a better experience where you can, A, for <laughs> one, learn as many different tools as you can, but also get to carve out your own your own style. And it sounds like that's what, what you're doing. You, you kind of have that freedom in your job to put more of an entertaining spin on it, add some humor. I've seen some of the stuff, and it's not the straightforward, you know, old school just here's the facts, here's the sports. You kind of infuse a little uh, humor and entertainment in there as well. Well, yeah, and that's, I'm just trying to be, I want to be as authentic as possible. I'm very adamant about, I, well, first of all, I can't fake anything. Like, I do not have a poker face. If I'm mad, you will see it. If I'm happy, you will see it. I can't fake anything. Like, I just, I won't do it. I refuse, I refuse to. I want to be authentic. I want to be real, and I want to be me. So I'm not going to pretend like I'm this know-it-all that has all the facts, all the stats. That's not me at all. I'm a fan, first and foremost, and that means knowing some players and knowing some games and knowing some facts. But, like, like I'm – oh, first of all, I'm the only girl in the office. So I'm surrounded by wow. all these guys all day that are just rattling off everything. And I know there's girls that do that too. But for me, it's more, it's more fun. It's more laid back. I like to bring my personality into it along with, you know, the knowledge I do have concerning sports and entertainment. But I just try to be real. Like, I don't want to be anybody I'm not. That's not what I'm signing up for. And I think that comes across when you are trying too hard or you are trying to, you know, fake it in some way. So I just try to be authentic, and uh, hopefully it pays off. Now, in this job specifically, is there any piece of advice that stuck with you? Anything that you've learned or someone said to you that's really stuck with you and kind of shaped the way you've gone forward? in developing that style as you've gotten more reps? Um, as I've gotten more reps, yeah, I mean, our, our boss is there every day just, you know, giving us feedback and ways we can improve and tweak different things. So we've started doing, um, we have a weekly show called Carmen Kayla. It's every Wednesday on FanSided at 2 p.m. Um, and it's myself and then the other digital host, Mark Carmen, where we just kind of sit down and rattle off all the things that are trending you know, what's going on, what people are talking about. And we just have a lot of fun with it. We've gone on field trips. And the more, like like I said, the more reps you get, the more comfortable you are with it. And then we also do a show on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. called Wick Live. And that's a Facebook Live I do with Dan Selke, who's our editor-in-chief of the Winter's Coming page. So we talk about all things Game of Thrones. And before this, I hadn't even watched the show. And so now it's kind of like this fun journey where people follow my journey <laughs> through Game of Thrones. I started watching from the beginning. We talk about it each week. But that's been really good in the sense that it's live. So we go, we'll go anywhere from like 20 to 20 minutes to an hour sometimes. Um, so just, yeah, getting that and like being able to have a conversation with someone and just like letting the conversation go and ad-libbing and all of that stuff. I think the more you're on camera, the easier it gets, the more comfortable it gets. As far as advice, like it's honestly been just be yourself, be relaxed, you know, don't 
don't try too hard. Just, you know, I remember the first day I was at Fan Sighted, they were like, okay, how about you do some stand-ups? And I was terrified because I hadn't been in front of a camera in a year because there was like a year from when Fox ended to when I got this job. And um, they had me do a Facebook Live, I think, the first day, just kind of talking about the NBA, talking about, I don't know what else we were talking about, like MMA or something. And I was scared to death because it was a Facebook Live. People were going to be watching. And I remember writing out all of my questions. I was like, I want to know everything. We had to go 10 minutes. And I thought 10 minutes seemed like an eternity <laughs> to be talking about something I didn't know anything about. And I like wrote out everything. And then I ran out of my questions. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. Like, I don't know what to do. And looking back on that, it's so funny. Like, I feel like I've grown so much in that regard because now we just did a Facebook Live for an hour and a half the other day uh, when Game of Thrones came out with their announcement about the release date when they were, like, melting ice with fire. And we literally talked about Game of Thrones for an hour and a half, and I've only seen half the show. So I'm like, wow, if I can do that, (laughs) everything else was cake. But um, biggest piece of advice I've been given, yeah, is just to be yourself, be relaxed, you know, don't stress. And, and just get as much practice as you can. Take advantage of the opportunity in front of you. Don't try to be looking at the next thing, because sometimes I, I am bad about that. I think I get ahead of myself, or I'll compare myself too much to others and think, oh, my gosh, I'm behind in this business. But the biggest thing to remember is everybody has their own path. There's right. no set way to do things, especially now with digital media. You know, the old school way was to go to a local station and then kind of work your way from there. And now with social media and with all these digital websites that produce videos, a lot of people are going that route now. So there's no set way to get to where you want to go. As long as you're getting the practice, you're being authentic, you're being yourself. Sky's the limit. Yeah, well, those are, those are certainly wise words. And on the topic of social media, Kayla, you referenced earlier in this uh, interview that you were, it was always your strong suit even before you even knew what you wanted to get into. I mean, how has that helped you going forward, being so well-versed in the different mediums, specifically now with this job where you're putting out content on all the different platforms? Yeah, I mean, I, I would joke about it because I was like, oh, well, Twitter is basically all I did in college. Like, when I was in classes, I was tweeting. Like, yeah, you were studying up. But, um, so when, when the Fox job came up, they're like, well, a big part of this job is going to be social media. You know, you're going to be tweeting out. You're basically going to be tweeting to promote pregame you're going to be live tweeting during the game you're going to be tweeting about post game pushing that anything that's on fox we're going to be pushing anything you know any kind of event you're doing you're going to put it out on social media that was like 75 percent of the job and now like anything in this industry really you have to know social media it's so important now and i think it's just it's very easy for our generation like my mom calls me at least once a week with a Facebook question. I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> Figure it out. But the fact that it's been at our fingertips for 10 years now and everyone's so well-versed in it, it's, it's vital now. Like, that's, that's how things are run. And I love social media. I spend way too much time on it, as all of my friends will tell you. But constantly entertaining. It keeps me up to date. Twitter is where I get my news. So... Things are definitely changing when it comes to that. Yeah, that seems to be the, the news outlet for a lot of people, especially our generation. They don't go to Sports Center anymore to, to watch highlights, Twitters, where they get news, updates, and everything. And I want to ask you, before we wrap this up, Kayla, the direction of where you know the sports industry, the sports professional industry is going. On one hand, 
you have the digital platform companies like Fansided where you're able to put out content, unique methods, and, and, and put them onto different platforms. But on the other side, it just seems like we're getting to the point now with major sports networks where it's just all debate shows. Do you have uh, a specific take on the matter? Do you think some of it's all right? Or is there, are there certain things that you're just a little unhappy with in, in regards to where the industry is going? No, yeah. I, um, the debate shows, that's funny. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that kind of stuff. I don't think anything should go away. I think it's good to have all these different mediums and everyone enjoys something different. So, you know, some people do love first take. Some people do would rather get their, you know, news from some, you know, like fan side, it's Bleacher Report, whatever it may be. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to this. I think uh, everyone has their own taste and how they like their news, and they just kind of gravitate towards whatever that is. Right. No, I, I agree with you that I think there's there should be some of everything for everybody. We're not all going to like the same things. My biggest qualm, though, has been the length of some of these shows. Like when a show lasts <laughs> for three hours, it's like what, what can you possibly have to whether it's debate or whether it's, you know, a journalistic show. I mean, I just think the, the length of some of these shows is kind of long, but I agree. I think it's good to have a little bit of everything, kind of like a variety store, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I listen to a three-hour radio show every day, and then I'll get my news from Twitter, and then, you know, I'll watch SportsCenter Highlights at night. So I'm all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I think you have more of an attention span than I do. I don't know that I could, you know, three hours is a long, it's, I don't know. I'm long surprised time. you said that. Like, I feel like I have zero attention span, so... Yeah, good to know. <laughs> it happens. Well, Kayla Canero, Money Mitch Effect. This was very, very fun and interesting. And before we end this, I want to ask you what going forward. What do you think your plans are going to be for the next couple of years? Do you like the current gig at Fansided enough to say confidently that you think you'll be there for a while, or are you always just weighing your options, looking for growth? I I love where I'm at, and so, but I'm not gonna, you know close the door on something should it arise. So I'm just kind of taking it day by day, month by month. It's been great being in Chicago and working with Fanside and, and learning as much as I have and just trying not to stress about the next step, whatever that is, wherever that is. I'm just kind of, you know, living in the moment, taking it day by day. But, you know, at the same time, I'm not going to close any doors. So I guess we'll see. Time will tell. <laughs> well, and I hope it involves more field trips like you said you got to go to the final four recently and uh some other (laughs) trips so i think as long as you're you're able to get out there cover sporting events and network i think you're never really closing any doors you're opening them as long as you just read my mind yeah i'd love to be traveling that'd be great (laughs) love to be at sporting events and i think too you're at a, a very unique point in your career where you're at a company that's kind of representing kind of the new rise of where the industry is going. So it's definitely good to see what you can try and develop there as well. And uh, it seems like a pretty good position. It is, yeah. And yeah, like you said, um, it's been awesome in the sense that I went from a company that had very, you know, strict guidelines to one that's very relaxed and kind of like, try this, see if it works. Try this, see if it works. You know, you're kind of on your own timetable. Like if you want to, you know, start your own show, do it. If you want to start your own podcast, do it. Like we've definitely been given a lot of freedom and that's, been great especially at this point as far as trial and error go and seeing what works and what doesn't so i've been i feel very lucky to be in this position and what can we i know you mentioned wednesdays at i think it was two o'clock central time where else can we find you guys yeah yeah we we put out our uh, carmen kayla show wednesdays at 2 p.m on fansided and then i do the winter is coming facebook live on our wicka live facebook page wednesdays at four 
Okay, well, we'll definitely keep tabs on that. Kayla Canarum, this was fun. I, I do, as I said at the, at the onset, like to talk to anybody from Missouri. The Mizzou connection was good. <laughs> Mizzou, actually, a fun fact I forgot to mention earlier. I had a, a part-time gig writing for ESPN St. Louis, and I made a road trip to Columbia for a game, and uh, it almost cost me my job. So, uh, Really? Oh, my God. No, no, I, I shouldn't say that. It was a, it was a highly edited piece, uh, first person, about a, uh, about oh. a trip in an RV with uh, a bunch of fifty-year-old alums down to a football game. So. Oh no! Well, that has trouble written all over it. <laughs> yeah, but thanks again, Caleb. This was fun. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. Best of luck to everything, and yeah, hopefully sometime down the road we can do this again. Yeah, Mitch, I would love that. I'm so happy we finally um, were able to make this work. And uh, yeah, I would love to catch up uh, down the road eventually. Huge thanks to Kayla Canaram for appearing on today's show, being very gracious with her time, answering all my questions in depth. It's a fascinating journey, but definitely a success story. She continues to put out quality work. Fan-sided. I think the moral of the story here, today's lesson was life can always be improved by dancing. And I think that was it. <laughs> that was it. But no, seriously, she was a great guest. I hope to have her back on in the future. More to talk about. We went for about 47 minutes and there's still more to discuss. So thanks to Kayla Canaram for joining today's episode of The Money Mitch Effect. All episodes can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Just search Money Mitch Effect. 72 episodes now in total. It's a great number, but we got to keep going. we got to keep going at least two times a week and bringing you sports podcast material. Next week, we'll be recapping the Masters. Oh, Dustin Johnson falling down the stairs. Nobody wanted to see that. Nobody wanted to see Gretzky's son-in-law go out that way. We'll talk about that. Hockey playoffs are going to start. Basketball playoffs, too. We're going to discuss both in-depth on this show. We might even go on a little early, a pre playoff preview edition of both sports as well as the NFL draft coming up and baseball season in full swing lots of sports to discuss on the money Mitch effect and we're gonna get into all of them in the spring months to come that was the show I am Mitch Michaels thanks for listening follow me on Twitter money Mitch m21 for sports and other takes thanks again to Kayla Canaram for being on today's show we'll see you next time this was the money Mitch effect keep on enjoying the sports everybody